Hello, you guys. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Instinct. If you are new here, hi, my name is Savannah Brimer. I am your host of Killer Instinct. And today, you guys, is episode four and the final episode of Hollow Week. And because we're only doing four episodes of Hollow Week, I guess it's kind of like Hollow Half Week, which, okay, I'll stop while I'm ahead, but you guys can get the point. But, anyways, um, so for today's episode, we are talking about the Icebox Murders. The Icebox murders are the murders of Fred and Edwina Rogers that happened in Houston, Texas in 1965, and I hope you guys have a tough stomach for this one because it is crazy. So Fred, who was 81 years old at the time, and Edwina, who was 73, were found dismembered and their bodies were stored in their own refrigerator of the kitchen. And this is an unsolved case, and while there are suspicions as to who carried out this murder, no one has ever been charged for it. So I'm very interested in hearing your guys' theories on this one. So let's just jump right on into it. So Fred Christopher Rogers was born on January 19th of 1884 and Edwina Rogers was born on October 8th of 1892 and it's crazy to think that they were born well over 100 years ago. So Fred and Edwina lived in Houston, Texas, more specifically in a town called Montrose and they had two children together. They had a daughter named Betty and then they had a son named Charles. There was some friction in the relationship that Charles had with his parents. The relationship that Charles had with his parents wasn't a great one. There was a lot of friction in their relationship um, and Charles was considered to be a master manipulator and when Edwina and Fred would argue, she would tell Fred that the reason that they had such a tough relationship with Charles was because he was so much like Fred but then she'd turn right back around and say that the best parts of Charles, like his intelligence, were also from Fred. But Betty actually ended up dying in a car accident in 1929 and she was about 10 years old when that happened and this left Charles to be an only child and Charles was also in the car but he wasn't driving but he was also just like in the car when the crash happened but he survived and Charles lived with a certain amount of guilt that his parents wished that he was dead instead of Betty. He was just feeling a big amount of survivor's guilt and whether or not, you know, they wished it was one child over the other, I can't imagine that that was the case. It definitely really heavily impacted the entire family for the worst and it really changed the relationship that they all had together for the rest of their lives. Because this all happened so long ago, there isn't too much information on the backstory of the family. Um, so we are just going to jump to the day of June 23rd, 1965. So Fred and Edwina had a nephew named Marvin and Marvin had been trying to call Edwina and Fred multiple times over the course of a couple days and none of these calls were going through and Edwina and Fred were fairly older. So Marvin called the police and asked them to do a welfare check on the two of them. So when police got to the door and knocked, no one had answered. So they ended up having to force themselves into the house. And when they got in, everything looked fairly normal. It didn't look like there was a break-in, um, no forced entry other than when the police had to force themselves to get into the house. No big commotion, none of it, no sign of any of that, but there also wasn't any sign of Fred and Edwina. 
Police did see that there was food sitting on the dining room table, but that was all they were really able to find when they got into the house. Then they moved their way into the kitchen, and a police officer ended up opening the refrigerator, and when he did, he ended up finding numerous pieces of unwashed, unwrapped meat stacked on the shelves in the fridge. And one officer said that he thought the meat was a butcher hog. Um, Because of that, they thought someone was maybe out hunting. They didn't really know, so they just were about to close the refrigerator but that is when they looked down and they saw two human heads through the glass of the vegetable bin and those heads were Fred and Edwina Rogers and the meat that was found stacked on the shelves was their dismembered limbs. So police were able to discover Fred and Edwina's organs in a nearby sewer, and the organs had been removed, cut up, and flushed down the toilet, which is how they got to the sewer, but some of their remains still have never been found to this day. So then there was an autopsy which determined that Fred and Edwina were murdered on June 20th, which was three days prior to when they were found in their home, which oddly enough was Father's Day. And the autopsy also showed that Edwina had been shot in the head while Fred had been beaten to death with a hammer and his eyes also had been gouged out and investigators were able to determine that both of them were dragged to their master bedroom drained of the blood, dismembered, and then placed into the fridge. This part is kind of similar to the case that we just talked about, the Black Dahlia case and police's one kind of certainty in that, and that was with the Black Dahlia case and in this case, that whoever carried out these murders had to be skilled in anatomy and had to know the human body and be knowledgeable and all of that. And there was little to no blood in the house, and the house seemed to have been deep cleaned after the murders. So police searched the entire house and they were able to find a little bit of blood and that blood had actually led police to Charles's bedroom and the police found a blood-stained keyhole in Charles's room but they weren't able to find Charles anywhere. Police launched a search warrant for him as a material witness to the crime but get this ready to this day Charles has never been found or heard from again. So after the warrant for Charles had been issued, more, not really secrets, but the truth about Charles's life living with his parents really came to the surface. So Charles was 43 years old and he was living with his parents and he was so hidden in this house that some neighbors didn't even know he lived there. He would leave the house incredibly early in the morning and then not get back until it was dark outside. And Charles and his parents had such an estranged relationship relationship that the way that they would communicate was by Charles slipping notes underneath his bedroom door. Charles's door was always closed and locked. He had a deadbolt lock on his door and another lock from the inside and he never left his bedroom door open even if he was going to take a shower or if he was going to his bathroom which was right next door. He was always closing the door behind him and locking it. So there was a lot of issues going on between Charles and his parents and in the Roger household in general. 
Charles quickly became a suspect in his parents' murder. So Charles disappeared in June of 1965 and has never been seen since. And a lot of people have developed their different theories about that. But these theories actually go way far beyond Charles being a suspect in only his parents' murders. Okay, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back with more of the Killer Instinct podcast. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems a little counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's Instant Alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in a place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments Apartments.com's instant alerts mean that you can spend less time looking for the perfect place and more time on just doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. All right, you guys, welcome back. So there are actually theories that Charles was a CIA agent, and not only that, that Charles was involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. I know that is probably the last thing you were expecting me to say, but it's true. There are a lot of theories out there. There had actually been a book that had been published in 1992 called The Man on the Grassy Knoll, which is written by John Craig and Philip Rogers. And in this book, it suggests that Charles was a CIA agent who impersonated Lee Harvey Oswald in Mexico City. It also suggests that part of the motive of his parents' murders were because his mom was tracking his telephone calls and he couldn't have her knowing what was going on. So ultimately meaning that Edwina was tracking his phone calls, figured out he was in the CIA, figured out that maybe he had some connection to the JFK assassination, and she wasn't able and wasn't allowed to know those things, so he had to get rid of her. So let's talk a little bit about Charles's early life. And so Charles attended Texas A&M University in the beginning of his college career. And then he ended up dropping out and then graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree in nuclear physics at the University of Houston. So he was smart. He enlisted in the Navy and served as a pilot as well as in the Office of Naval Intelligence. After the war, he moved on to a job as a seismologist for Shell Oil for nine years shell oil like the shell oil company and which if you don't know what a seismologist is because i sure didn't it is basically the study of earthquakes and environmental effects but charles ended up quitting his job without any explanation in 1957 which was about eight years before his parents murders and charles spoke seven different languages and in the mid 1950s he joined the civil air patrol where he met a man named david ferry and if you don't know who david ferry is because again i did not either david was named a conspirator in the assassination of jfk by the new orleans district attorney which is where charles kind of gets tied into being a possible suspect in the assassination as well so to this day Charles has never been found and has never been seen after his parents murders and this case is still unsolved and Charles still is the only suspect there's actually a couple named Hugh and Martha Gardner 
and in 1997, they looked into this case a lot more in depth, and they ended up writing a book about it and coming to their own conclusion. And I did read part of the book, and if you are interested in this case, I recommend that you look into it as well. I think you can get it on Amazon, or if you have a Kindle, you can do it that way too. Um, Hugh was a forensic accountant, and when him and his wife investigated on this case, they concluded that Charles murdered his parents and that he was later then killed in Honduras. And they believe that Charles had been planning the murder of his parents for years because his father was abusive and both of his parents were con artists. So a lot of things come to the surface here. And I'm bringing this up because everywhere you look for information on this case and on this murder, Hugh and Martha's names come up and their theories come up as well in the book that they wrote. I think because this case happened so long ago, there isn't too much at least new information or information really at all out there on it because there's so many unanswered questions and this couple really dove into it and looked extensively into it which is another reason that their theories are brought up as well and they wrote a book on the whole thing too they also believe that there isn't enough evidence to prove that Charles was either in the CIA, but they do admit that he did have multiple dealings with contract workers for the CIA when he worked as a seismologist. A Houston judge declared Charles Rogers illegally dead in 1975, and the case still remains unsolved, and like I said, Charles is still the only suspect. So my mind does wander a couple different places as far as other theories go. Let's say Charles was in the CIA or maybe he, let's say Charles was in the CIA or maybe even if he wasn't, what if someone came into the home, murdered both Edwina and Fred, made it look like Charles committed the crime because he lived in the house with them and then took Charles and either murdered him somewhere else or took him out of the country or an endless list of possibilities. That theory makes more sense to me if he was involved in the CIA in some way because what if his parents either found out or saw something they weren't supposed to see? I think a big reason that Charles is looked into as a suspect in this case is due to the bad relationship that he had with his parents. I really am curious to know if the police were able to find anything telling when they searched Charles's bedroom. For him to go to so many lengths and have so many like locks and different ways for people to not get into his room, it just makes me think, what are you hiding in there? And like what we went over, the police said that whoever committed this had to have had a good knowledge of anatomy to dismember Fred and Edwina's bodies the way that they were, and Charles never really had an education in the medical field. He was a pilot, he got his degree in nuclear physics, he was a seismologist, he was no doubt extremely smart and intelligent, so he could have studied how to do this if Martha and Hugh's theory is correct, that he had been secretly planning the attack for several months, or maybe the people that he knew were familiar with anatomy and gave him tips. I don't really know. I find something very odd about the way that he disappeared and has never been heard from or seen again. No one has found him or his body. Another theory that kind of ties into the one that I just mentioned is what if someone wanted Charles dead? Someone wanted to kill Charles, so they went to his house but had to murder Edwina and Fred also because they didn't want to leave behind any witnesses. The only reason I'm shaky on that one is because the murders against Edwina and Fred were really examples of crimes of passion. Not only did whoever do this shoot Edwina and then smash Fred's head with a hammer and then gouge his eyes out, they dismissed 
dismembered their bodies, flushed their organs down the toilet, put some of their limbs in the fridge, and decapitated them and put their heads in the vegetable container of the fridge. The lengths that were taken here were so extreme so that's the only reason that I don't know if I really believe that it was someone else other than Charles going in and murdering them because if they just could go in and shoot them both and then bounce like I feel like that might have been the quicker option and the fact that this murder was so like intricate and detailed and it took so much time really makes me think otherwise but I don't know I want to know what you guys think about this case since there really isn't a lot of evidence that's been shared by the police or anyone really we're kind of just going off of a narrative of what possibly could have happened but I want to know your theories do you think that Charles was in the CIA do you think that he possibly could have been connected to JFK do you think that he killed his parents or do you think it was someone else and totally not related and there's a theory that we are all missing here as far as the jfk thing i feel like it's definitely odd that he has as many connections to the people that are you know suspected of being connected to it in some way it's weird that he has so many connections to them but do i believe that him himself did it or was a part of it i don't know i just don't know if there's enough evidence to say that he did or that he didn't um i do think that he probably is dead by this point if no one has seen or heard from him since um but that doesn't mean that fred and edwina don't deserve justice so definitely let me know what you guys think you can send in your theories you can dm me at, at savannah brimer that is my uh, that is my username on all social media platforms so that is where you can send in your theories and your thoughts you can dm me or just at me on twitter um or you can email my email at you can email my email <laughs> you can email me at killer instinct podcast at gmail.com again that is killer instinct podcast at gmail.com and from there you can also send me in your case requests but with that being said you guys that was hollow week I hope you guys enjoyed Halloween. I put a lot of time and effort into these cases and it was so interesting learning so much more in detail about cases that I never really knew about and cases that I never even heard of. So I'm really interested to see what your guys' favorite case of this week was. Definitely let me know. I hope you guys have a great Halloween. I hope you stay safe. Stay very, 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 very safe. And I will see you next week with a brand new Killer Instinct episode. But until then, stay safe. I'm not going to stop saying it. Stay safe. Bye guys.